Welcome back to Two Mourners, One Book Club. I'm Em. And I'm Jordy. (laughs) (laughs) You know I was going to do it. I didn't think you were going to do it that soon. Oh, I full send on that. (laughs) Today, we're recording our drunken disorderly debrief. On Lee Bardugo's Siege and Storm. I thought you were going to do Siege and Storm. I can't even do it. <laughs> on Lee Bardugo's Siege and Storm. <laughs> it's really hard. It's difficult to do. It hurts me. <laughs> A little bit. I can't even do it. But it's like... worth it. It's fun. So anyway, um, we're doing our debrief on, if you didn't catch it, Lee Bardugo's Siege, Siege and Storm. Storm. Um, and so... For the first drunk and disorderly debrief, we um, were drunk and disorderly, and there was not a lot of debriefing. Um, but we did come up with questions yes. during the second one, and have altered some of those questions um, for this one mm-hmm. today. Yeah. So, question number one: What was your favorite part? <laughs> I was getting ready to read a long question. <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Um, what was your favorite part? <laughs> my favorite part. It's going to sound sketchy that this is my favorite part, but it was the at the very, very end, the dinner party scene where shit hits the fan. And I know that seems like a very sus favorite part. <laughs> like, my favorite part die. was when people were eviscerated. Like, it's not, that's not why. When Vashley's arm was ripped from oh, his body. Arm gone. <laughs> There's this TikTok the audio going around. It's probably, it's a very niche sound. It feels like it's in like every other TikTok that I'm listening to, but I bet you haven't seen it. But it's, um, what's his name? John Raffio. He's like a voice actor in the um, Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. And he's like, I'm fi- where are my arm? <laughs> and that's the audio. And it's in a bunch of things. And I thought of that when Vasily lost his arm. But that's not why it's my favorite scene. It's because the whole book feels like it's building and building and building and building. And that's the moment where everything, like that's what we're building to. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good way to show that Nikolai actually cares about the country and not just the position. He wants the position because it's going to be how he can help his country the most and how just vastly is not that. So mm-hmm. that's why it's my favorite part. That's really good. You, were, me. you said TikTok part? and I was thinking of all the bear in the big blue house and Tutter ones. Who's going to want me to class? Beer! I think I sent you like two or three today. Oh, I love them. They're the one, the last one you sent me was like, yeah, I was like literally me texting you 30 minutes ago. I'm going to look like a bumblebee. Beer! And also the the bluey airport. Airport. I'm not going to the airport. I'm not going to the airport. It's so good. Your little friend's like, yes, you are. Airport. I'm not going to the airport. She goes, airport. It's just, it's just so just that, good. The way um, Bingo says that word just, is just ample. <laughs> brings me so much serotonin. Same. I love Get me through I the week. I love those dogs, man. <laughs> it's a children's I show, love those but dogs. you know what? It's you for gotta adults. get the serotonin where yeah. you can get it, you know? It's gonna work me in class. Beer. Beer. <laughs> Supply chain is an issue right now. <laughs> Any place I can get serotonin, I'm Both of those are great. We're fine. Um... <laughs> My favorite part, beer. Beer. Um, my favorite part um was when Alina tells Mal that she wouldn't give up her powers, Mm -hmm. and I had there were a lot of parts that I liked to this, 
in this book. Um, there are like maybe happier parts in this book. Mm-hmm. But I think this is the first time she embraces who she is mm-hmm. and acknowledges what she, her powers and what she can do mm-hmm. and also what she has given up for Mal. Yes. And how it doesn't, it can be about her sometimes. That it yeah, is okay. it's okay if it's about her sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to be selfish sometimes. Yes. Because Mal is like, you wouldn't give me, would you give up the powers we should leave? I just want to leave. Because she should ask, would you give up your tracking ability be with me? Because he'd say no. Yeah. That's what gives and him happiness. N- that was never brought up. No. If he would give it up. No. Excuse me. Um, and so I think that part, it's my favorite part because in the first book, She's questioning who she is. She's being mm-hmm. manipulated. Mm-hmm. She doesn't know who she is. Um, and she's kind of realized that her identity has always been found in someone else. Mm-hmm. And in this part, her identity is herself. Like she's choosing it for mm-hmm. herself. Um, and that's why it's my it's my favorite part. Yeah. So changing gears a little bit. What Next part, question. What part was your least favorite? <laughs> So, um, I swear I thought I wrote two parts Baby, for this. Okay. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I do, but I don't know. I'm just thinking about airport. Airport. <laughs> Least favorite part, airport. Airport. And they went to the airport. There's no airport no. in this. Um, the closest they got is a lake they crashed into. <laughs> So my least favorite part is when Alina leaves Osalta and goes um, out to where the pilgrims mm-hmm. are. That is big uncomfy. That's scary too. Because here's the thing. Nothing good was going to come from it. And no. I know she was in a place of vulnerability and anger and sadness and confusion. And the thing she could control was where she was. Mm-hmm. But but that was not it. Because not no. only did she put herself at risk... She put the pilgrims at risk mm-hmm. of being harmed by the monarchy because yeah. if she had been hurt, they would have like mm, shoo, and also, genocided them. Yeah, and also putting Ravka at risk, mm-hmm. and putting the Grisha at risk, and putting Nikolai at risk, and putting Mal at like putting yeah. everyone. Um, I think I think we're safe to say that maybe she didn't intend for it to be this, mm-hmm. but it reads, especially on the second reading, kind of like a suicide attempt. It does because you know she's out there and she tries to go back, but once they realize it's her, um, they start to surround her and she just kind of lets herself. Mm-hmm. She almost gives into it. And they're going to rip her to shreds. mm -hmm, And is thinking, you know what? If I'm not here, then at least I don't have to deal with this bullshit anymore. Yeah. Which, to be fair, she does have a lot of bullshit to deal with, but that is not the answer. that's never the answer. Um, And... It's a permanent solution to a temporary mm -hmm. problem. And this is right after... This happened right after my favorite part, in Mm -hmm. that she had just taken um, accountability Mm -hmm. of her powers and herself. Ownership. Mm -hmm. There you go. And then was just ready to... Give it all away after she said she wouldn't. Yeah. And so we have that that Duality. second, we have that second of strong will and power mm-hmm. and ownership of herself, mm-hmm. and then just gone. Instant desperation. That was, that was a good. Snap. That was a really good snap. Thank you. It, the moment called for it. What okay. was your least favorite? My least favorite part was the fortune telling party. Mm. It was so uncomfy. It felt like. Like, Mel definitely shouldn't have asked her to shirk mm-hmm. her duties like that. 
Um, because, I mean, the one thing he's ever done for Alina was dessert, and she didn't ask him to do that. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it wasn't fair of him to ask her to do this, and I get why they wanted to blow off steam. I know they're teenagers, whatever. Also, um, and I think Lita Bardugo did a great job at going further into this in, in books after this, but it was just so icky. It yeah. was so icky. It was like cultural appropriation out the wazoo. I literally wrote cultural appropriation ain't cute. Also, it was just uncomfortable, like the yeah. accents and... I didn't like it that. It was like, why are we here? Why is this your idea of fun? This is not fun for me. And then yeah. the apparat shows up and it's like, gross. Oh. It's, I mean, it's not good. And then you think of Inej again, like we mentioned it the, when we talked episode, about it. Yeah. But... It's just making fun of a culture. Yeah, I didn't like that. I no. will also say another part I didn't like was realizing that Tolia and Tamar. Oh, that killed me. Like they saved her from oh. the pilgrims, but because but they, they were, were worshiping, because they were worshiping her, oh. and they led the apparat to her. Mm-hmm. And I just I don't love that because no. it was just another betrayal that killed me. And I love Tolia and Tamar. I know, and Tolia and Tamar like they aren't in this book. But they will be in further books. Some of my favorite characters in this series. So that... Not in this one. That hoarded. Because they're super awesome characters that you're introduced to. And you're just thinking, oh man, like they're so badass. They're so cool. Like, that's awesome. And then... Mm -hmm. Here's the apparat. Smells like death. (laughs) Gross. Smells like a moldy towel. Yeah. Alina. Here's Alina. Here he is. Gross. Nikki. So didn't love that. No. What surprised you about this book? <laughs> I was going to respond in an Irish accent, but you could. <laughs> I decided not to. You could. Um, I think what surprised me most about this book was how much I disliked Mal mm-hmm. and how much I rooted <laughs> for Alina. Yeah, I, I would say actually very similar. I, I might have influenced you in the Mal-hating department. A little bit, probably. And for that, <laughs> I don't apologize. But <laughs> I do feel kind of bad about it. Well, again, when I, well, I watched the show first and read the books because mm-hmm. I didn't know it was a book. Same, and same, same. We both love Show Mal and I akin. Yeah, I, I akin Show Mal to Book Mal so I could oversee his flaws. But reading this back again after reading the other books and just mm-hmm. having a better idea on like relationships, I guess. Yeah. He was not supportive. No, ever. He gaslit her. He Ugh. just like. He was not a good support system, and he's supposed to be the one support system that she has, and I just didn't... I I know he Mm -hmm. was dealing with his own thing, and he's a teenager and put in these situations, Mm -hmm. but I just didn't love him. Mm -mm. And I also was surprised at how much I rooted for Alina, because in the last book, she is an unreliable narrator, Mm -hmm. and I think in the first book she's more of a pick-me girl. She's the Mary Sue in the first book, for sure. And she is dependent on other people mm-hmm. which i don't blame her for because she's never she never had to not had be. that yeah. yeah um but in the first one she to me is a very typical ya heroine mm-hmm. um whereas in the second one she comes into her own which you don't always get because yeah. i feel like again in the first one she's depending on other people and in this one she is learning to only depend on she herself. She set a goal for herself and was like, these are the things I'm going to do to accomplish my goal. Mm-hmm. And I I, I was rooting for her mm-hmm. in this one and proud of her in this one mm-hmm. um, because she does find herself. Yep. 
I would agree. I wrote very similar. Um, I'm surprised how fast that this one went by the second time around. It felt so much faster. Mm-hmm. Even though I remember, like, when I was reading the series, I read Six of Crows, I read Crooked Kingdom, and I was like, I still want to read more of the Grisha verse, but I didn't really enjoy Shadow and Bone, so let me just, let me try Siege and Storm. So I bought Siege and Storm, and then I was like, oh, and I think I read it in, like, a day or a day and a half. Like, I read it very quickly the first time, but for some reason, this second time, I was like, it's so fast. And it's not a small book by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a similar... I just... I really enjoyed this book when I read it the first time. And I enjoyed it the second time, too. But I was, like, kind of shocked by the criticisms I had on the second read. Like, just having the context of the entire series and everything else, seeing it in the context of the rest of the series, I was surprised at the criticisms I had. Because I still think it's a great book. I still enjoy it a lot. I still think it's probably the strongest book in Alina's trilogy. Mm-hmm. I was still kind of surprised by how many gripes I had. Yeah. I mean, again, we love this book series, and I love Lee Bardugo. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I know we, we complain a lot. I think it just it's just it Mal. It comes from a place of love. It's just Mal. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's not just Mal for me on some things, but I think it does yeah. come from a place of love. Like, mm-hmm. you know, enjoying a piece of media doesn't mean it's exempt from criticism. Yeah. And that's part of it, interacting with and enjoying a piece of media is seeing where it could have been better. Did you hear that? That was my knee popped. No, I didn't yeah. hear it. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm looking at my legs. I'm wearing shorts for the first time because it was, like, nice outside for today. Time but I, it was nice outside today, mm-hmm. so I'm wearing a jacket and shorts because mm-hmm. I had a feeling it was going to get hot, you know, with mm-hmm. so many with people. So many um, and my legs are, like, they're not white, but they're, like, yellow. I look jaundiced. You don't look jaundiced. A little bit. No, my Jordan, my shoes like. my shoes are yellow. It matches I my don't, skin. My looks like that. No, it does not. This is why people ask if you're Filipino. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got that, that Asian yellow undertone. Yeah, honestly. Anyway. Your legs don't look yellow. That look mine literally has the like same undertone. It feels like it is. Have you seen my stitches? Look. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. If they were the other way, I'd get a tattoo there. Oh, that'd be neat. Right? But that would also be weird on my leg. That would hurt. I know. On your knee. I know. Where did my... Uh, I used to have a really gnarly cool scar. Is that it? And there's one under it. Look, mm-hmm. do you see there's like a, a scar right under mm-hmm. the stitches? Mm-hmm. So that one I ran into a nail. We were at the beach. Into a nail? Yeah. Um, I think that's what happened oh, anyway. No. We were at the beach and there was like a piece of like wood, driftwood, mm-hmm. that had come to the shore and mm-hmm. it had like a nail in it and i just like hit it ouch yeah See, i that? never got a tetanus shot for it but oh. like i'm fine <laughs> i had a similar we cleaned it i was little you know yeah. it was like eh. i guess this must be what that is um i rolled off the couch into a knitting needle ah and dang. got some blunt force trauma but it Crazy. was fine wait you have look you have them all right below your knee i have one like right on my knee that's oh my a new goodness. one it's brand that's new crazy yeah i never noticed <laughs> I have that this. oh there's this one too Wow. Oh, look, there's one right there. Wow. All the moles in all the places. You have quite a few. Incredible. It's like, connect the dots. <laughs> that would be a fun tattoo. <laughs> a little constellation. Yeah, except, like, on my arm, mm-hmm. I have so many. Have you seen the thing? Where I do have a lot. On TikTok, where it's like, oh, all, all yes, women have, have a mole, like, on their mm-hmm. wrist. I have one, two, three in a row. Oh, my goodness. And then I one right. Lot. Like, do you see that? Yeah. <laughs> I do like... see those are, like, in a perfect line. <laughs> and then this one is, like, pfft. There's one just out of line. Without too much but alteration, looks... you could make, um, 
the Big Dipper out of that. I know. <laughs> With like w- just one or two extra dots. Yeah, it's very, like it looks like I cute. drew them on, right? And that would be like, a cute tattoo, a white ink. Just yeah, Big Dipper. Okay, I have a lot of moles. Oh look, there's one right here too. Yeah, that's fine. Oh my goodness, it's like this one was supposed to be over here, and it just it just moved. Anyway, I have this one. That was like something I had to navigate when I got this tattoo on my forearm. Anyway. <laughs> Next question. Um, if you could ask the author one thing, what would it be and why? I think we ask this every time, but I, I wanted to keep it to the particular books. So about this book, I saw an interview that she did um, where a lot of Ruin and Rising was originally in Siege and Storm. Mm. But oh, she yeah. had to pare it back and pare it back and pare it back. And that's really hard to do as an author is to, they call it, like, sometimes you have to murder your darlings, where you have a scene that you really, really like, but just for the flow of the series and everything else, you have to either cut it or change it or put it somewhere else. So I want to ask her um, how, what her pairing back process for the book looked like, and how did she choose what got to stay in Siege and Storm and what got to move to Ruin and Rising. Mm -hmm. Because I think she, I saw somewhere that she wrote like 30 or 40 pages of fight scene between the Nietzsche and Nikolai and everybody and she had to really cut a lot of it and split it between the two books so I would ask her how did she decide what to keep and what to cut and like what does that process look like for her because that can be really difficult I think I saw the same interview Mm -hmm. and she had said like it was like a hundred pages like so many um and i wish we could have seen that i know i would love like an like an editor's cut <laughs> leave bardugo like 600 pages long <laughs> miss lee bardugo if you would like to send that to us you can send us an email at two mornings <laughs> at gmail.com send us a dm on instagram also send us anything two yeah. <laughs> um that's so that's what i would ask because that's a really hard thing to do so we always talk about her world building and what she had to cut and things like that um so i went with something in this book mm-hmm. um and i think i would ask her why she um had alina choose someone who didn't believe her yeah that's a good question because we literally went through all the other characters and they were like everybody else would have believed everyone her. would have believed her but right now i mean the darkling's in love with her he's i mean he's not in love with her he's in love with the idea of her mm-hmm. maui she's in love with him he's probably in love with her but he's not showing he's it such a d- 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 and we are it. unsure it well no we know that nikolai likes her um mm-hmm. it might have his feelings it might turn into real love one day yeah his but... feelings started in a place of power and like being able to move forward um but he's going to look out for her best interest no matter and what. he does genuinely care about her and again i like mal Jordan does not. I don't. I like Mal, um, but reading this again, I just think that some of the things he did to me would be unforgivable. Yes. Um, I had so many times reading this book, I'm like, if that was my boyfriend, he wouldn't be my boyfriend anymore. I mean, if if I had a boyfriend and they were like, mm, if I had a boyfriend, na, 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 way to make my loneliness into a joke, Jordan. <laughs> well you did i saw a compilation the other day of all the different um people who have been that role in fiddler on the roof if i was a rich man 
I thought Alfred Molina, and I was like, oh, I love Alfred Molina. Say I have all the money in the land if I wasn't rich, rich man. That was, I yeah. saw that musical, and it was really good. That's uh, it was, what I was really doing. Long. I wasn't trying to make fun of you. Yeah, whatever. Oh. Um, no. Um, but the, you want, I mean, I am a hopeless romantic, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And I always want happily ever afters for our characters and i probably mm-hmm. i think i still like mal i gave him a little bit of shit in this podcast <laughs> while rereading it um but i always want them to end up together and to be happy yeah and i i think i i push that narrative a little bit when i'm reading because i want people to be happy yeah that's fair but i would say i don't think she would have lasting happiness with nikolai I don't think she would because she's lived her entire her entire life for Mal. Exactly. Not with him, not conjointly, but she but has lived for. her entire life for him. Yeah. And so I think she would be okay with Nikolai, and he would try his entire life to make her happy, but, but she would always wonder about Mal. She would always think, what if? And so I get that that's, I mean, that's why, but again, if I told, if I had this really big trauma... And tried to tell my boyfriend, the person who I'm, who is supposed to be my soul, like um, your soulmate, my soulmate, but also the person who has, who I have lived for, the person who knows you best. Yeah, and they chose to not listen, and mm-hmm. just walk away. And then mm-hmm. if I, if we had a fight, whatever, and I find him kissing my enemy, who yes. I. I told him 10 pages ago that she broke two of my ribs. Mm-hmm. Really? See, that's, I was just about to say, that's my deal breaker. I have a zero tolerance policy on any type of infidelity. And I don't care if he Ross Gellers it up and says, we were on a break. You don't treat someone you love that mm-hmm. way. If you actually, truly love someone, you the thought of physically doing anything with someone else that would make them upset makes you sick to your stomach and you know like when Nikolai almost kissed Alina again she was mm-hmm. wondering if she should mm-hmm. and this was after Mal was upset and whatever mm-hmm. um she was wondering if she should and she was still thinking of Mal he probably was not thinking of her when he kissed Zoya no he definitely wasn't he was thinking how can I make myself feel better yeah best case scenario he was thinking how can I make myself feel better Worst case scenario, he's like, I, I hope this pisses Alina off. Yeah. You and know? so... If you took I, their characteristics and you put them both down on dating profiles and you covered up the names, you would never pick Mal's dating profile. Yeah. Ever. Because he's a dick. I just... I wanted to see... I know... I don't want to spoil anything, but, you know, we always hope that they end up happy. Mm-hmm. Um, and... They haven't had a lot of luck in being able to be comfortable just normally. Mm-hmm. But even at the beginning of the book, when Mal was happy, Alina wasn't because she wasn't using her power. Yeah. She was sickly. Yeah. And he didn't recognize that. She was literally making herself sick. And then he fake supports her, really. Mm-hmm. Honestly. And I just, I don't know. I... Not not that it should necessarily be easy, like a relationship shouldn't necessarily be easy, but it should not it be this be hard. hard. Yeah. 
Yeah. And so I think I would ask Lee Bardugo why Alina would choose someone who just didn't believe her. Not, forget everything else. Mm-hmm. It's the not believing her. Because I, to me, the person I'm supposed to trust mm-hmm. the most and confide in, and there's, like, there's mm-hmm. supposed to be soulmates, and she's going through this trauma... And he knows mm-hmm. she's hiding something from him and that she won't tell him. And he's not pushing it. And he's not pushing it, which that's fine. Don't yeah. push someone. No, but when but... she tries to tell him, he doesn't even mm-hmm. believe her. He blows her off. And to me, that she was finally being vulnerable and telling him the truth. And he did exactly what she was afraid he was going to do. Which, mm-hmm. to me, is the hardest thing. Yeah. That whole, like, I wasn't going to confide in you because I was scared this was what you were going to do. And then just the validation of that is painful. And and you're yeah. right. Like, that's something my mom told me about my high school relationship. She was like, it should not be this hard. And mm-hmm. it's true. Like, you know, that's not to say, like you said, relationships are easy because they're not. There mm-hmm. are hardships in relationships. But the things that make relationships difficult aren't things that come from inside the relationship. Yeah. It should not be hard to be with the person that you're with. The things that should make it hard are external factors and how you weather them together. The difficulty should not be coming from yeah. within. The darkling, the an ca- external yeah. factor, <laughs> but you call, weather it together. The call should not be coming from inside of the house. Mm-mm. Like, and it so is with him. He's, he's in the walls! He's in the walls! Like, he just doesn't support her at all. So yeah. that's, I think that's a really good question. Because I know Lee Bardugo wrote the darkling, allegedly, um, wrote the Darkling to be like an abusive ex. Mm-hmm. And I saw that a lot in this one. Rereading yes. it. Oh my gosh. It was yes. very much. But the I gaslighting mm-hmm. and everything else. But I also saw not that Mal is like abusive, but he's not an ideal partner. I yeah, I don't think that I would go right out and call him abusive. I would say he's not great. I think yeah. he's borderline abusive. I think they would benefit from couples therapy if they yeah. did decide to continue being together. Yeah. Because he's not He's not a good. Darkling, no. straight up abusive. Mm-hmm. Mal, eh. Mal could be better. And yeah. Mal is the type of person like, if he was my boyfriend, I wouldn't. First of all, he wouldn't be my boyfriend because I would not tolerate mm-hmm. much of that behavior. But there's this thing, and it's a really hard thing to do. It's like you know, you know, somebody can be better, but you have to protect yourself and not waiting around for them to be better. And just mm-hmm. and then if they do make themselves better. They're not entitled to you as the prize for bettering themselves. You can be like, that's great. I'm so glad that you have overcome this and that you have dealt with the things that made you that way when we were together. That does not entitle you to my time and and Mm -hmm. care because I've done that before and I'm not opening myself up to being hurt again by you specifically. Mm -hmm. So anyway. So next question, (laughs) who was or is your favorite character or who are your favorite characters in this book? I know yours is Mal. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I listen back to these, it's always funny. <laughs> yours. <laughs> I always I do that way too often. I realize when I do it, I like cough at the end. <laughs> you like, do. <laughs> <laughs> I just try to channel like a cat or like a, like a hairball. <laughs> and then that's where it comes from. I'm thinking of Duncan when he like licks his fur and then he's like. 
Duncan is my dog. He's like blip, blip, blip. my baby boy. The baby. But he he's an Australian Shepherd, oh. so he has a lot of fur. He's a fuzzy guy. He is. There's a never-ending supply of loose <laughs> fur in my apartment. Anybody looking for some loose fur? <laughs> oh. And every once in a while, he'll just like get a fur ball and go. <laughs> It's so funny. I love it. Um, so I would say my favorite character, who do you think it is? <laughs> I think it's the Afarat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it has, it's the same as mine. It's Nikolai. Yes. It has to be. <laughs> Nikolai's also my favorite character. Our king. When I first read this book, I was like, there are already so many damn characters in this book. <laughs> Who is, Who is this, this? guy? Sturmhand? Like, now he's what? Nikolai? What is happening? He's so whatever. And by the end of the book, I was like on my stomach, like kicking my legs. Like, what's Nikolai going to do next? Where's Nikolai? Swooning. I want to see more of Nikolai. Like, Our, uh, I love him. So charismatic. Ugh. So, oh my gosh. Hidden depths. Uh, yes. And does he code switch to, depending on the situation? Yes. yes. But he's never ingenuine. Yeah. He's always, he's always authentic. Mm-hmm. Always. He might manipulate a situation, not in a negative way. No, he has angles that he works. Yeah. But he might manipulate a situation to where it is better for him. But again, he's always genuine in his responses and the way he does things. It, the thing is, he's a very good, uh, he has a very good understanding of people. And he's yes. a great manager. Because mm-hmm. he's not manipulating, he's just putting oh, I know this person really likes to do this type of job mm-hmm. and this is what I need for them, so let me just put him on this job. Then he's mm-hmm. happy, I'm happy, everybody gets what they want. He's just really good at knowing where people work best, which is why he put Mal on that hunting party. And also he's not a typical monarchist, or um, mm-hmm. monarchy? Monata... He's not a typical monarch? Yes, there you go. He's not a typical monarch in that he did serve, and he gets to know his mm-hmm. people, and he was Sturmhand, and saw, you know what, the best way to help my country is to um, be a privateer, a privateer. and uh, that's what I'm going to do. It might be dangerous, but you know what, I'm going to find the Somebody best people to, to help it. me, and this is the way I'm going to help my country. Because a disingenuine person does not get all of the supporters and mm-hmm. authentic support that Nikolai has. Yes. Like, all the generals in the army. All of the Grisha that work for him. Yeah. Like, everybody. Like, Even Mal likes him. Exactly. It's like, you know, you don't get that by being fake. And when they're running away, and he takes he takes his parents and Bagra okay. on the boat to get away, um, he's worried about them. And, like, when the Nichevoya mm-hmm. come, he, he runs to his mom to protect her. Mm-hmm. Um, and which, he legitimately mourns Vasily, even yeah. though Vasily was a dick. Yeah. But when he's running away, he, like, caresses Alina's face and makes Ugh. a joke about being a privateer and... Um, to make her feel better. To make her feel better in this chaos. But also it's this very intimate moment mm-hmm. where he he takes the time to be genuine. And gentle. And, and gentle and do her. what she needs. Yes. Because he's flipping out. He just saw his yeah. older brother get killed. He's trying to get himself and his parents out. Like, he's do- making the best of a bad situation, and he still takes the time to do what she needs from him. King. A king. king. A king. Ugh. And we are very excited for season two, if y'all didn't know. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. <gasps> We're, We're so almost soon. a month away. We're almost exactly a oh month. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. And we have kept up with, like, the casting and things mm-hmm. like that. And I will say, we were a little worried 
We were. We, we had some thoughts. Not some worried. Things. We were a little hesitant. We had some concerns. When um, the casting for Nikolai was announced, but we trusted yes. the casting directors because they have... Hold my hand. <laughs> <laughs> they have done such a fabulous job mm-hmm. with everyone else. We knew. We were like, okay, we might not see it now, but let's give it a minute. And then we saw the preview um, with... <laughs> And, the, and the, the set photos, and we're like, that's Nikolai. We're like, oh, that's that, Nikolai. Ooh. I can't wait Ugh. to w- for when he says privateer. I just can't wait. He's just going to be so good. I know. I just, he's incredible. So I I started skeptical in the book, too. Like, yeah. here's another, another name one. to keep up with. And now I'm like, I Another love, man. I love uh. him. Another white man. <laughs> a white love- man? No! no! This is a white man, yes. I love yeah. Nikolai so much. He's a white so man, good. yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, King. Yes, King. We love it. You know what? And again, favorite character because he he um, does not think of himself first. Never. Does he think of what, in a situation, does he do what could be best for him? Yes. But he never considers himself first because Mm-mm. if it's good for him, then it's good for Ravka. Or if it's good for exactly. him, it's good for Lena. It, he sees, he's a str- strategist. He sees himself as a tool for yes. bettering the place that he loves. Mm-hmm. And he would have believed he Alina. Believed her. He would have believed her. He even would have been like, you know, do you want to stop being in council meetings? Is there a chance that there could be a two-way connection? Like, what yeah. can I do to help you? Mm-hmm. And, Ugh. well, because well, we don't know. there He could have been there. He could have been uh-huh. listening in. Like, you never know. And yeah. when she, after Alina was with the pilgrims, Tolia almost kills Mal. Mm-hmm. And Mal is just there trying to not die and thinking, well, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I didn't know. He doesn't, he doesn't ask where she was. No. He doesn't get mad that she risked her, her safety. Her scalp is probably bloody because she mm-hmm. just had a whole thing of hair chunked chonked out of her head and Nikolai just comes into the room and when they tell him what happened he is quiet fury mm-hmm. which is even scarier than like blowing up because he's concerned for her mm-hmm. and not just for her for Ravka because she put Ravka at risk she did and ugh, I just I love Nikolai he's a king we love, love Nikolai mm. all right Question six. Jordan came up with this one. I really, I, I'm excited for this one. I think I have some shockers in here for it. <laughs> so question number six. Um, list five characters in the order you'd slap them from hardest to softest. <laughs> so obviously the character I would slap the hardest and first is Mal. I just, I think he needs some slints slapped into him. I know I spew a lot of Mal hate. I'm not only on this podcast, but in real life. Um, just constantly. She has a shirt but, that says, I hate, I hate Mal. Mal. Ask me about how I hate Mal. Um, but he's not a bad person. He just has bad habits. And I think that he could be fixed if he took the time to actually want to fix himself. And we might see that borne out a little bit. You know, we'll see. But I do think he needs a wake-up call, and I'd be happy to give him that wake-up call. So he's number one. Number two is Uh, the Darkling. Wait. You're number, like... Yeah, like, hardest. All right. Should we go, like, one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So I would slap him, like, with... Like, I would get, like, a a couple feet running start. (laughs) Like... Like like the slap competition. Yes. Yeah. 
<laughs> I would want a seismic event happening <laughs> on his face. Mel is the person in this book I would slap the hardest. All right, so my person I would slap the hardest is the apparat. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> because he's disgusting that's and so musty. And he's, <laughs> he's pretty frail. You'd honestly probably kill him if you slapped him hard enough. Hopefully. <laughs> His, he has black gums. Like, he is pure evil, mm-hmm. but in sheep's clothing. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Yeah, he's awful. He's building up this entire army. He's sneaky. He's icky. He's sneaky. He's grody. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> he looks dusty. His hair is a mess. He is just, he plays every side mm-hmm. um, in what will benefit him. And yeah. he is. He's awful. He's just disgusting and manipulating these poor people um, into believing something, into mm-hmm. following him, not following Alina, the sun saint, quote unquote sun yeah. saint, following him. As like the keeper of the knowledge. Yeah. When he doesn't know anything. Gross. That's so he'd be my biggest. My, you know what's so sad is that he didn't even make my list. So number. Who the two... hell is on your list? <laughs> number two is the Darkling, because he'd kill me, but it'd be nice to get a slap in, you know, just as like an act of defiance, like before I died, that'd be fun. And he needs it. Somebody needs to get a good hit on him. Uh, my number two is also the Darkling, <laughs> because. He gaslit Alina yeah. from afar yeah. into thinking that she was crazy. So bad. He sexually assaulted her. Also that. It was um, really bad. Not good. Uh, and he created these Nichevoya. That's true. Not great. He created the fold. Not also great. not great. He hurt Jenya. Not great. Yeah. He killed Vasily. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> he took his mom's eyes out. Not, not great. great. And you know what? This boy, you know what? what is if, that TikTok audio that gink mint? <laughs> <laughs> um, he just, you know, he was a child mm-hmm. who got everything he wanted by throwing a tantrum. He was told he was special. Yes, and all children are special, but you know, not that I think, special. I think there's a Bluey episode actually about that where one of their cousins is like, act, her name's Muffin is, like, acting up because she's like, my dad says I'm the specialist kid in the world. And, like, they have to be like, well, hey, that doesn't mean you can act like an asshole all the time. <laughs> and nobody, imagining in the nobody administered that lesson to the dark one. Yeah. Hi, Muffin. Um, Just because you're special does not mean <laughs> you can act like an asshole. I'm trying to think of Chili being like, look, you're very special, but... I tried to do an Australian accent. It came out Irish. Not, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't bad, though. Australian's hard. But all that to say, I would like to get a solid hit on, on him because mm-hmm. I think he deserves it. And he would just be a gog that yeah. someone slapped him. He would be like him. the audacity. Yeah. It'd be like that Batman meme. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. And then you use the cut. But you know what? But you know what? I got to hit him. It's yeah. Your number three? Is Vasily. Oh, interesting. Because I think he'd be like... <gasps> How dare you? Like, just be a little bitch about it. And I would love his reaction more than anything. That's why he, that's why he gets my middling slap that, like, still hurts, but it's more sound than pain. Just because I think he'd be like, the audacity of this this peasant. And I would love that. I would eat that. Delicious. 
Also, he deserves to get hit, slapped around a little bit, even though he, he dies. He also needs to be slapped around. Like, he had the same syndrome as the Darkling. Mm-hmm. Special boy syndrome. Mm-hmm. Nikolai had a chip on his shoulder being the younger one, having the rumors about mm-hmm. him all the time. But Vastly... Vastly licked his pretty ponies. Mm-hmm. And always got his his participation trophies. Yes. With a little dork. Um, my number three is the king. Oh, that's a good one. I almost put the king on my list, but I decided not because to. Because he also... He sucks. ...is the worst. <laughs> he, he sucks so much. Um, manipulated and sexually assaulted Lord knows how many servants. Mm-hmm. Um, in, in childhood. Yeah, and does nothing for Ravka. Mm-hmm. Is basically um, a figurehead that does nothing. Mm-hmm. Ex- he he is selfish in that everything he does is for himself. He spends Ravka's money like they have it when they don't mm-hmm. and does not care about anyone else. So he needs a good slap. I agree. Mm-hmm. He's also just gross. He is gross. Like a gross old greasy yeah, man. Yeah, he's nasty. Icky. Ugh. Who's your number four? It's your turn. You're number four. Who's my number four? My number four is uh, Zoya. <laughs> Oh, I almost put Zoya on my list. So Sorry. she gets my my second to least hurtful slap. This is more kind of a like a get a hold of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you are, should be too proud of yourself to be, you know, sleeping with the sun summoner sex sloppy seconds. First off, have some self respect. Um, second, you also like broke a couple of her ribs, and you never really got any like repri- retribution for that. So. Mm-hmm. You, you need some slapping then. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, it wouldn't be, like, a hard, like, I'm trying to rock your shit type slap. Just a little bit, like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Snap out of it. Kind of snap. Slap for Zoya. That's fair. My number four is Mal. Fair. <laughs> he needs someone to slap him to say, get your shit together. Stop being selfish. Mm-hmm. Look at what Alina is going through. Mm-hmm. I know you're going through stuff, but I'm sorry. Right now, hers is bigger. Um, get it together mm-hmm. and support her. Relationships are not 50-50. They're 60-40. They're 90-10. They're 10-90. They're whatever the give and take you have to do to take care of the other person. And Mal thinks that he is the one who needs it all the time. He's not. And so he just needs a little bit of a wake-up call mm-hmm. to not be so selfish. That's fair. I want to give him the old <laughs> wine back slap rune. He, would, he wouldn't soon forget. Yeah. You're number five. My number five is Alina. Oh! <laughs> I would give her a really, like, short, like, very similar to Zoya. Like, not a slap that has more sound than pain element to it. Just to be like, you're the sun summoner. Step into that. Act like it. Do not be feeling all sad and suicidal over this little twat <laughs> who does not care about you. Like, girl, like, you are the only one you with your powers. You are a queen. You're better than a queen. You're the sun summoner. Like, you could be a queen and the sun summoner. Shit. Like, you are an empress. Get after it. Like, mm-hmm. I would just give her, like, a friendly little, like, like pat. Like, come on. Just a, hey, know your worth. Exactly. A know your worth slap. Mm-hmm. So she's the one I would slap the softest, but I would still slap her. Who do you think my number five is? I don't think you're going to guess it. I don't know. Um... <laughs> is it Fedyr? No. Who is it? The Pickle King. <laughs> <laughs> I would have never guessed the Pickle King in a million years. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Pickle King. That's incredible. I think the Pickle King needs to be slapped. <laughs> 
because of his cultural appropriation party. That's fair. That's so fair. Um, we do not appropriate other people's people's culture. Come we on, don't. King. Yeah, we don't make a mockery of other people's that's cultures. Gonna, that's gonna be the title of this episode. Is <laughs> chapter twenty three? Slap the pickle king. <laughs> I love it. Um, that sounds like a euphemism a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and I love that about it too. Oh um. So I just think he needs a slap because we don't appropriate other people's cultures. No. We don't make a mockery. We don't make a costume out Mm-mm. of it. It's not entertainment. Um, no. And especially knowing what Inej went through was going through at the same time as this. Mm-hmm. Having the caravans and the silks, I just... it. That's awful. It just... It gives me an icky feeling. A lot of... Like, the apparat gives me an icky feeling because he's gross. Yeah. So uh, the king gives me an icky feeling because he's gross. Mm-hmm. This party gives me an icky feeling because it's something that has happened yeah. and that I've experienced. Yeah. Yeah. And it's wrong. It just makes you feel less than. Yeah. Um that no matter what you do because you don't look like the majority or your culture is different from the majority. Mhm. The first thing they see is that you're different. Mm-hmm. And they akin you to the caricature that other people have made of your culture. Mm-hmm. And I detest that. It's awful. Um, and I did not like it. Mm-mm. So the Pickle King needs a good slap. You know what? Have a party with pickles. I love a good pickle. Who doesn't like pickles? Like, why would you not pickles have a... Pickles are so good. Lean into it, Pickle yeah. King. Have a pickle party. Have have pickle shots. Um, oh yeah, have, pickleback. Have uh, I'm not mad at a pickleback. Have little frozen pickle juice. I love oh. fro- like pickle have, pickle juice oh, slushies. Okay, a Kool Aid pickle. Good, good, good. Like there are so, so many, many pickle options. options. And lean into your pickle theme. You could have like a dill pickle chicken salad. Oh my gosh, that mm-hmm. sounds so good. Have so, so much. So many options. So many options. Cucumber sandwiches, pickle and, adjacent. And you know what? You would buy all this stuff from your business, so you would be promoting your business. It's a write-off. It, it's a write-off. <laughs> um, like, yeah. you get the supplies from your business, so you could be saving money because mm-hmm. you get it at cost, but then you're also promoting your own business mm-hmm. because people will be like, oh my gosh, these pickles uh, are so great. I'm going to go buy back. some. Where Where is this from? You can say, actually, it's my special pickles. Just don't. It's so easy not to culturally appropriate. It's yeah. so easy. And so I had him on that list because, again, this That's is something, fair. it's something that happens. Yeah. It's something that happened very close to where we are. Mm-hmm. I recall that. Um, And I just remember, like, I, I know the feeling yeah. of, of character, of other people char- characterizing your culture. Mm-hmm. Culture. So it sounded weird. Um. And I don't like it. And no. so I would like to slap the pickle king. Because I don't think it came from a place of malice, but it didn't come... It came from a place of ignorance. Yes. So but you know what? educate yourself, pickle king, but starting guess what? with this slap. Ignorance is not defensible in the court of law. No, so, ignorance is not an excuse. So... Get a slap. Get mm-hmm. slapped. That's a great list. Yeah. <laughs> so question number seven. Which character would you want to chat with over coffee? And which character would you want to chat with over wine? Okay, so I know I just slapped her, but (laughs) I would like to get coffee with Zoya. And here's why. I think she would be so fun to hang out with. She's bitchy. Mm. She's a mean, bitchy girl. 
I think that we would have tons of fun. She would have all the gossip. I'd want to hear all about her conquests. But girl, no, you didn't. In the hay, you didn't, girl. girl. Tell no. me more. No, tell girl, me more. no. <laughs> tell me more. Tell me more. Was it love at first sight? <laughs> like, tell like I would want to have like a coffee, like get together with Zoya, like a girl mm-hmm. chat, like tell me all about all of this. And I think she would have like the best goss. Um, I would like to get wine with Nikolai because he'd pay for it. <laughs> and I think he's just he's just such sparkling company that I would just love to share a glass of wine, just talk about his travels, about the things that he's seen and done. And like he would be like asking the same of me and that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. It'd be neat. I think he'd be very fun to have a bottle of wine with. Yep. Um <laughs> Um, I would want to get coffee with Tolia. Such a good choice. (laughs) Because Tolia is very stoic and is, you see him and he's a daunting presence Mm -hmm. because he's so large. But I don't think we got it in this one, but in later books we get that he's a poet. He loves And he loves poetry. So there's a lot of depth to him that we Mm -hmm. don't know. And I think getting coffee with him would be a great way to bridge that and understand Mm -hmm. him. And I bet he knows some really great poems. Yes. So I would love to hear about it. And in later books, we do get that he's, like, very passionate about Mm -hmm. that. About literature and Mm -hmm. art. But obviously he's very educated as well because he knows the ancient Ravkin. He knew, like, the different books. Um, And I would just love to hear about him and his past and his relationship with Tamar. Mm -hmm. Um, And... Just all about him. Yep. I think he'd be a great one to get coffee with. I agree. I would also get wine with Nikolai. (laughs) (laughs) It would be just such a good time. But wait, I wrote wine with Nikolai, but over dinner. Mm, Um, Smart. And I was thinking on like this very specific pasta place. I don't know. I feel like Nikolai would take me to get (laughs) pasta. Oh my gosh. I think I, is it the place? In Georgetown? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my gosh. He would be so much fun there I specifically. Know. I know. Like, what? There's this restaurant in Georgetown that I absolutely love that is has the best pasta ever. And they also have really good wine. And so I'm just thinking... And also someone's always fighting when you're there. And I love that. Not only is someone fighting, there's always a couple in like front of me... relationship drama. ...that are having an argument. And I will always text Jordan and say, <laughs> you will not believe it's happening again. Yes, it's Because it has happened... Three times. It's part of the dining experience there. I love so, it. So, anyway, I feel like that would be a really fun place to take mm-hmm, him because mm-hmm. I love pasta. He would, again, he would buy. It's it's a pricey restaurant. He would foot the bill. Um, And we could have some good wine and have some great conversation. And it would just really, it would actually just be a date. Um, <laughs> so, this is a date, so actually. It's a date. Um, and I just think that it would be a really fun date. Mm-hmm. Um, and, again... What I'm going to reiterate what Jordan said is that if I asked him questions, he would answer honestly and earnestly and then ask the same or ask, yeah. give, give the same respect in the listening and, mm-hmm. um, it would be a very balanced yeah. conversation. So I just, yeah. I'm obsessed with Nikolai. I know. Man. I it's Have so you good. seen the TikToks where it's like, um, you have to. <laughs> to get in a relationship, you have to give up mm-hmm. the fictional relationship that you're in. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But That's I've so seen funny. so many people but with, can, like, different you know? different book characters, and they're like, 
I'm not going to do that. Nope. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> so why true. would I do that? <laughs> That's funny. But uh, no, I think they would both be very interesting conversations mm-hmm. um, in their own regards. Like Tolia would probably be very yeah. closed off at first. And then as we mm-hmm. gradually got more into the conversation, you'd be more open. Kind of get excited. And I think Nikolai would just be over the top the entire time but oh, in the yeah. best way yes like so fun like and like so fun Ugh. and again nikolai would foot the bill yes not that there's anything not wrong there's like the, like with the going point. yeah i am happy to cover their yeah. my portion of the bill like we can take turns whatever yeah, we can go dutch but he would cover it <laughs> <laughs> and that's that on that <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> jot that down <laughs> so number eight Compare this book to other books written by Lee Bardugo. I feel like we've done a lot of this just naturally throughout the course of these questions, so I'm not going to spend too, too much time on it. Mm-hmm. I do think it's probably one of the weaker books in the series. I wouldn't say the weakest, um, just for the reasons we've already mentioned, but I also think it the represents... The first person limited. Yes. I, I think it represents like a lot of growth in Alina's world, and it's necessary to go forward. Oh my gosh. So that's what I think of it. I think it's, you know, it's not as strong as, of course, The Crows and then later on other books. Um, we'll but again, more to that later. I think a big part but, of that is because it's the first person limited. Mm-hmm, I agree. Mm-hmm. So I think it's a necessary book for sure. And one I'm happy to have spent time with again. So I will say um, this was my favorite in the trilogy because we have talked about comparing this trilogy to the other books in the Grishaverse mm-hmm. because of the first person limited versus the third person. Um and so that does add different dimensions and depth to the books. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't want to talk about that. But I do think this is my favorite in the Shadow and Bone trilogy. Mm-hmm. Same. Um, and like, shocking. I know. Uh, Jordan and I had similar thoughts <laughs> yes. on this. What? Never. Um, I actually wrote, I I think that she, in this book, um, we get the biggest character growth in the Grishaverse. Yeah. Um, and, you know, in Six of Crows, there's a lot of character growth in you know matthias overcoming his biases and nina also overcoming her biases Mm -hmm. and wylan um coming into his own as as a person but this one alina is the main character for three books Mm -hmm. and in the first one she's so unsure of herself and this is it's a longer growth but it is but it has payoff. It has, I would say, probably the, I, th- I think the biggest payoff. And yeah. I think it's the biggest growth because, again, she is not, she's becoming independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is learning her worth and um, owning mm-hmm. the power that she has and learning that sometimes, again, it is okay to be selfish. Yes. Not all the time. Not all the time. Not even the majority of the time. Mm-hmm. But it's not inherently bad to be selfish. Yeah. Um, and so I really, liked that um that we get that really big character growth in this one Mm -hmm. i agree so yeah i think it's very necessary Mm -hmm. and i do think i would say probably overall and we'll see if this changes when we get to these books i think the alina's trilogy is stronger than the final duology Mm. but we'll get more to that as we push through the grisha verse that's a hot take it is a hot take do you we'll even see. like these books? Because you've been... I love these books. <laughs> I love them a lot. Um, but we'll see. Interesting. So on to another kind of fun question. What food from this book would you want to try? 
I said that I would love a cup of tea. Oh, yeah. They're always drinking tea. Because specifically, I think a cup that Nikolai would make. Mm-hmm. Because, or either a cup that Nikolai, Tolia, or Tamar would make. Mm, mm-hmm. Because I think they're all different, but they all have their own merits. And I know that's weird mm-hmm. because you're thinking, oh my gosh, it's a cup of tea. No. Well, I take my different. tea differently. I yeah. I love a good cup of tea. I love a good chai tea. Mm-hmm. I love a good English breakfast tea. They're all good. All the tea, I, all the time. In my office desk, I have a box of vanilla chai. Ugh. I have a box of cinnamon chai. So good. And I have a box of PG tips. Mm. Um, and I actually need to order some more PG tips. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. But I make my tea a little bit different. So if I am making a cup of tea... Depending on the size of the cup, will depend on how much I put in. But mm-hmm. usually, a little bit of I like raw sugar, mm-hmm. the like sugar in yeah, the raw, sugar in the raw, so good. Um, and a splash of milk. Or oh. if um, I have a, if I'm being a little lazy, <laughs> I have a like cinnamon creamer or oh, a sweet creamer, yes. just a splash of that in the tea. So Again, good. depending on the kind of tea. Mm-hmm. But I just think having there's something for about ringing for tea mm-hmm. and having them bring a silver tea set. Ugh. And you just know that, that it's, vibe. it's brewed perfectly. Mm-hmm. And I just think Tolia, Tamar, and Nikolai all have their own ways that they drink a cup that of tea. Uh-huh. And I just think each of them would be really, really good. So I would love to have a cup of tea and have each of those characters make it their, the, way the way that they that prefer they like it. it. Mm-hmm. That's a good Which one. is so weird. No, I think that's great. <laughs> I think that's great. Because my husband makes a really good cup of tea. Like to the point where when I make my own cup, I'm like, mm. It's not as good. <laughs> so it's so sad. So this is my confession moment. I gave the gelatin deer a lot of shit <laughs> in the last episode. I said, how ridiculous, how flamboyant, a whole deer made of gelatin. That's so gross. But if you put a gelatin deer in front of me, I'm going to eat it. And now it's like all I can think about. I'm like, mm, gelatin deer. What like, flavor do you want the deer to be? See, I think I would want it to be like a fancy rich person flavor. I'd want it to be like like strawberry rose. Okay, gelatin. what if like we have the I out, think that'd be so good. The outside is like um like lemon. Ooh. Like, because that's yellow, yeah. you, can, you can make it a little brown to make it look like a deer. Yeah. But then you cut into it, and it's strawberry because it's red. <laughs> so it's a layer in jello. Like, it's like the armadillo cake in Steel yeah. Magnolias. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I that just, would be good, though. It would be good. I'm, like, I know I gave it a lot of a lot of guff, but I would eat, would love to try some gelatin deer. Just the logistics of how they made that with no refrigeration. I'm like, go off. The fabricators. That's, that's a fact. If anyone has a deer mold <laughs> and would like to share with us how to make a, a gelatin, gelatin deer. deer, we would be this all is ears. A life size fawn at a jello. Like, also, Jordan's birthday is coming on. up, and if anyone knows how to make a gelatin deer, <laughs> I would be happy to try it, it's and just, we could share it with it's y'all. Just very cool. How probably it wouldn't work, but, but I would be happy to to notate that. I do. I love a jello dessert. So I was like, gelatin deer. And then literally later laying in bed, I was like, gelatin deer. Like, <laughs> sounds so good. My grandma at Christmas time used to make this like seven layer jello um, for my cousin. Yes. Um, that's, that was like his favorite. And so she, at Christmas, she would always make all our favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a like red and green and then mm-hmm. um, like a, 
Like condensed milk? Yes. Mm-hmm. But but not, no, sorry. It's like jello mixed with condensed milk. Yeah. So, so it was it a sets. lighter green, uh-huh. a lighter red, and then the red. Uh-huh. Or I guess it was eight layers. Oh my gosh. Because um, each one was yeah. twice. So like the regular red gelatin, regular uh-huh. green gelatin, regular red mixed with uh-huh. probably condensed milk. Yeah. Regular green mixed with probably condensed milk. So it was like oh. lighter. That sounds so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love a jello dessert. So that's fair. Delicious. Now, I think our favorite segment yes. is... <laughs> what, what queer eye character <laughs> would you pair with our yes. book characters? Because we love queer eye. And yes. do we know when the new season is going to come out? Because no, it has been it has, so long. It feels like it's been forever. I feel like they were filming. <gasps> they were filming in New Orleans when I was there. And I tried to what? look for them. Yes. Oh. Jordan. That's they, deeply oh my upsetting. Gosh. I I was there for a girls trip oh my and gosh. I asked if we could go find them and no one was as ecstatic about it as me because JBN so was at the um mm-hmm. the women's march in New Orleans that was the day oh, we got there and if gosh. it was if it was if you it had been found the, them. if it was the next day I would have been there and I would have mm. looked for them and I would have said oh my gosh I love your hair care mm-hmm. it's freaking amazing I love your hair care. I do uh, love their hair care line. I know. So I would have found them. Every corner we turned, I was like, Looking, where are they? Where, where are they? Where? So I hopefully it's out changed. soon. Hopefully. Anyway. Oh, that's so exciting. <laughs> so um, we always kind of go back and forth on this one. But first off, I do think it's important to say that for the Nikolai we know right now, no notes. They would just hang out with him. That's fair. For the Nikolai we know right now. They mm. would just be like, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. Maybe let's be more authentic. Maybe let's take some time for ourselves. But you're doing great. You're so cute. You can do everything. <laughs> um, for the Nikolai of Siege and Storm. Cannot make that clear enough. Um, the others, I, th- I feel like it's a lot in the air. I would almost want to pair Bobby with Tolia and Tamar. Oh. Because he could help them unpack... I don't think they view their religion as religious trauma, but I think they have some religious trauma, you know? Yeah. I think they have some. And Alina was, like, approaching that conversation with them really bluntly and not very kindly. And I think Bobby would be really good at, like, shepherding that conversation without, like, telling them, like, you have to give up your faith. Because... Like he's Bobby's let's just so reevaluate our faith. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. you know let's think about our childhoods. Let's think about this that. I think Bobby would be great with Tony mm-hmm. and Tamar, but I also think Bobby needs to spend time with David. Mm-hmm. I think Bobby's one of the very few people who would like get David, mm-hmm. and David would be like, "You don't bother me. Mm-hmm. You can sit next to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> and we'll be quiet and work for a couple of hours." <laughs> like you know, that's valid. Do you want me to go? Yeah. Okay, so I also paired David with Bobby mm-hmm. um, because, again, Bobby gets his work done and builds things. I, I feel like everybody else gets to have fun and Bobby's like, pretty much. But I think he, he, I agree that he would understand David in his work ethic mm-hmm. um, and also maybe they could collaborate and with that collaboration, Bobby would not force it, but... Um, strongly encourage a collaboration because David, I don't know if he's the best collaborator. He just works by himself. Yeah, he's very And I think wolfish. with that collabor- that if David collaborated with Bobby on something, it would give him a new perspective and, and open agree. his eyes a little bit. Yeah. I think that David and Bobby would have a very much of a show-not-tell experience. Yes. Where David came out more regulated mm-hmm. from, yeah. <laughs> from it, you know. 
All right, which person do we want to go over next? Um, I so I paired Alina with JVN. Me too. Because <laughs> I think they would just pamper her, and mm-hmm. she like I mean she got pampering with Jinya, but Jinya had an agenda. Yeah. And so I think JVN would just heal something in her. You yes. know, he would um be. Sorry, I said he, but I know they I, go by he, she, I know. they. <laughs> They're like all the above. That's fine. Yeah. So I just, I don't want to. <laughs> Very much like just don't call me late for dinner energy. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't want to misgender someone. So I, I know you. JBN. Well, I shouldn't say I know. I believe. <laughs> That's a last I checked. <laughs> I believe JBN uses he, she, and they and pronouns. They, yeah. Um, so I think that JBN and Alina would do really well together because mm-hmm. JVN would just show her love. Yes. She just needs somebody to dote on her, Mm -hmm. you know? I just really think a big hug from JVN would do Mm. a lot for Alina. wouldn't that fix for so many of us? Honestly, same. It's just restorative. And they would just show her... They would hype her up so much Mm -hmm. that she would have to believe in herself yeah like if a total stranger is seeing these things in me Mm -hmm. then they have to be there and i just think the positive affirmations that jvn has mm -hmm. for other people would just be really beneficial for alina Mm -hmm. also at the end of this book her hair is Is white white and dry and brittle Mm -hmm. and they would help her with her her hair care so and her skin care and her skin care because she also needs that a little bit so not only are we getting this positive um outcome from the relationship that they have and growth with with her believing in herself um, and positive affirmations mm-hmm. but also we're getting some good hair care some good yes. skin care Get a little bit of a glow up yes and i just think they would be so good for alina i agree and then i took back what i said about nikolai no notes i still think it would be no notes but i think that he and tan would have <gasps> i an also said he time. and tan they would have an incredible time because i don't think i think tan would like truly have no notes because mm-hmm. nikolai's so stylish absolutely amazing i think, I think no he notes. just i think he'd just dress him up like a doll yeah. like let's go shopping let's yeah. wear matching outfits mm-hmm. like well like in the last one i think we put tan with kaz and he like mm-hmm. The gloves. I totally understand. I understand. It's a trauma. item for you. So you can keep those. But the hat, it absolutely <laughs> has to go. You can keep it because Inej bought it for you. <laughs> but let's just maybe keep it yes. on the shelves. Um, yeah, I want to see some color in your beautiful complexion. I think with Nikolai, he'd be like, let me see this closet. Oh my gosh. Like he would just love everything. He would this just have fun. Absolutely stunning. He would just be like, let's do a fashion show. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Okay, so you know what? Um, the colours for Sturmhaunt <laughs> are teal and red. I'm not sure. They're a little bit garish, but like in a fun way. You know what? Maybe we should reevaluate those colours because <laughs> I don't know if those are the best. Right. I don't know if those go the best together. And I totally understand that you want the teal with Sturmhaunt <laughs> um, to match the Lancel colours. Mm-hmm. But maybe let's stick with the gold because gold and red is gold. absolutely it's gorgeous. It's regal. It's regal. Mm-hmm. I um, think they just have so much fun. Yeah, I think Ugh. I think I agree. Um, I'm apologize for the bad English accent. Um, <laughs> but fine. I just am channeling tan. Um, I love tan. I think so they would much. just have so much fun. I think they Ugh. would just be a great duo okay. and would just take over the Ravkin fashion scene. Truly mm-hmm. revolutionary. Paris it. Fashion Week, never heard of her. No. Ravkin Fashion Week, got my tickets. Yes. 
I also think I wouldn't want him to be with Mal for the entire episode, but I think Tan would read Mal for filth, and he oh. needs that. Yes. He would tear him a new one, I and then almost, hand him to Karamo. I almost put Tan with Mal, because mm-hmm. I knew he would be blunt yes. in his um He'd responses. rip him up. Yeah. Yeah. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? <laughs> Did you sleep in that? It looks like you sleep. You slept in that. Let me. Oh my god! You still smell like alcohol. No, we're getting you out of those clothes. We're gonna get you new clothes. This is disgusting. Fit. When was the last time you brushed your hair? How, do you actually live like this? Like just we're totally. I, I love when Tan goes into the houses and into the closets, and he's like, "Oh my god!" Like when it's all nasty. <laughs> yeah. I would he's love like, for him to do that. He'd be like, Mel. I know you have a uniform." But, but let's get a little not bit of variety to be unstylish. There are small changes we can make to personalize. You can absolutely um, let's start by not being drunk. Yeah, let's iron these so they have a pleat in the front so you look presentable for the queen. You're not for slouchy. No slouchy. Um, tuck in your shirt. Yes. Oh, that was a bit good. That sounded just like him. <laughs> Mel walks into the council meeting with a French tuck. <laughs> Look how loud my laugh was. That was like my natural That'd be so good. That'd be so good. Oh my gosh. That is so funny. But I think Mel needs Karamo more than he needs Tan. Yes. I also put Mel and Karamo. Wow. We were spot on on this. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) I know. The one brain cell we share. We have joint custody right now. (laughs) Um, I agree. Mel and Karamo need. Yes. I think if someone was honest with Mal, mm-hmm. he would get really defensive and not listen. Yeah. Like Alina when mm-hmm. she tried to tell him the truth. Mm-hmm. But Karama would be gentle in his he delivery would. and be honest See, and Karama would be gentle, but I think people kind of forget that Karama's no slouch. Mm-hmm. He was like, oh, that guy who shot you, mm-hmm. he's coming here today. To see you. The darkling like, that you're so insecure about with Alina, he's coming he's, here. He's in the next room. Now, you don't have to go in, but we did bring him here, and I think it'd be great for you to confront him. Like, Karamo's, like, very sweet. Your parents? <laughs> I found your parents. They're in the next room <laughs> like, with like, the darkling. <laughs> like, he's very sweet. Yeah. And he's very, he is. But no like, nonsense. He has that gentle, honest approach. Mm-hmm. But he's also not going to blow sunshine up Mel's yeah. ass. He's going to be like, look, man, you messed up. And sometimes being a man means taking responsibility of when you mess up. Take a walk with me. Oh, They'd walk yeah. down to the lake. Yeah. And Mel would come back like puffy eyed, <laughs> like tears streaming down his face. Alina, I'm, I'm so sorry. sorry. Like he would take, he would teach him how to take accountability. Yeah. And teach him how to apologize. Because yes. Mal has not apologized once and he needs to mm-hmm. multiple times again we were talking about this in the car earlier today i need to see some men groveling yes uh-huh please um and i think karama would would get him there i think he would as well Make look fun. at that yeah. and that's a great episode of queer eye ravka right there no we forgot one did we antony oh my gosh jordan i, I, did, I wrote antony just vibes because i could could you forget i couldn't antony. think of where to put him oh i put antony with tamar Okay. Because Tamar and her axes okay. would just julienne some <laughs> vegetables right up. That's a good point. I feel, okay, that is good because I feel like Tamar and Tolia, like, but Tamar especially, are very much like soldiers' rations. We'll just eat whatever. Mm-hmm. It's fuel to keep my body yeah. alive. 
and Anthony would show them, hey, no, it's okay to enjoy we can enjoy, you know, you guys are half shoe. What is a food from your culture that you haven't had in a long mm-hmm. time? And they oh, probably wouldn't so even remember. Would. And he would do some research and say, hey, this is a culturally totally shoe food. Would. I'm going to show you guys how to make this. Here's Tomorrow, a version you can make in five minutes and yeah. it'll travel with you on the road. Uh-huh. Like, Tomorrow, you know what? Let's use your axes because they are sharp and it'll get you. pack extra equipment. Yeah, and you can practice while you're julienning these um yeah. veggies i'm very happy to help you with you're that you're so right how could i have not mm-hmm. seen that well maybe tomorrow and Tolia. i think both yeah. of them um because he would say oh my gosh you guys are so tough so strong mm-hmm. um but i do think you need an outlet besides fighting let's Ooh. maybe lean into this cooking a little yes. bit and so not only could they um learn more about their culture that mm-hmm. they've kind of been sequestered off from Honestly. but he could say hey you know what let's let's learn let's use this food to bring people together because yeah. they are on they're not necessarily on the outs but they don't want to be in yeah anywhere. oh you're so right yeah. and so they can show their love because they show their love by fighting and by taking care of other people yeah um and by taking care of i mean protecting yes and so if alina was feeling sad tamar kind of tries to make her feel better at some points but mm-hmm. she could be like hey like i made this for you Oh and my I think gosh. it would be. This is inspired. Yeah, I think it You're would be. So right. <laughs> I'm like over here, like you had full custody of the brain cell <laughs> for that moment. I was in over your head, empty. Like that's the episode. <laughs> I just so good. I think they would get along really well. Mm-hmm. Um, and Anthony could show them how to let a little bit of joy yeah. into their lives. Oh, you're so right. Yeah. Is this? how we get on an episode of Queer <laughs> Please, someone help me. That would be so incredible. They're both Netflix properties, technically. Yeah. Like, what is happening here? Someone send um. us an email at... No. <laughs> <laughs> that was our last question, though. Yeah. I didn't... I, I literally wrote Anthony just vibes, so... Yeah. I totally agree with you. I think I that's think great. I think that's good. I would really love to hear either the cast and or Lee Bardugo's opinions on this. I know. Because... This is one of my favorite segments that we do. Oh, it is so good it'll be really fun with other books too i know i uh, i'm wondering for crooked kingdom mm-hmm. which we're gonna do next yes, um coming up if too. our answers are going to change from shadow or See? from six of crows i'm also wondering that i feel like they will a little bit i think they will they get a lot of growth in crooked kingdom <laughs> also be prepared for lots of trigger warnings because we're going back into nc-17 territory and away from pg-13 territory mm-hmm. um so this is the end of us reviewing Siege and Storm, and we hope mm-hmm. you all enjoyed it. Um, and hopefully y'all are okay with the little bit of mal slander <laughs> that we have. Um, but like Jordan was saying, next week we are going to start with Crooked, Crooked Kingdom. Kingdom. Uh, which is one of my favorite books of all time. Not yes. even in this series. Of, of all, all time. time. It's in my top ten. Uh, and uh, It's not number ten. No, <laughs> Get ready for some screaming, crying, and throwing, and up, throwing up from both of us, but probably mostly me. I will. Um, <laughs> I, I think it's a good idea, and I'll put this in the episode descriptor too. Just be advised yes. throughout the entirety of Crooked Kingdom for some hefty trigger warnings. Mm-hmm. We will try and keep it lighthearted and joke around because that is how we deal with trauma. Yeah. Um. But, but just <laughs> yeah, but we are excited to cover that I'm so one. Excited. Um. Because before we're done with Crooked Kingdom, uh. Shadow and Bone yeah. season two will be released, we'll be out. which is really 
Excuse me. Bless you. Uh, which is really, really exciting. So, but again, thank you all so much for sticking with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we hope you all um, enjoy this episode. If you all have different answers to the questions. Yes, let us We know. would love to hear what y'all's answers would be yes. um, for any of them. Uh, so if, if you would like to let us know, you can send us an email at twomournerspod at gmail.com to spelled out T-W-O. Or you can also send us a DM on Instagram because mm-hmm. um, we do check those all the time. Gotcha. Um, we <laughs> we check our email all the time and we get notifications for Instagram. Mm-hmm. So if you all would like to um, answer some of those questions, we would love to hear what you have to say. Especially your queer eye pairings. Yes. We'd be very curious to see what y'all think. Yeah. And I would be happy to shout them out on the episode oh, to discuss them. Always. We would definitely discuss them um, if yes. y'all sent them in. Absolutely. But, um, thank you all for joining. And as always, happy heisting!